Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Nick, the other the other day I was sharing with someone, they, they asked me what I liked about being a therapist. Hmm. Um, and my mind immediately went to kind of different things or stages of therapy almost, I guess. And, and okay. what I liked about each kind of stage of therapy. Hmm. Um, and so I have my own little list, but I'm curious to hear yours as well. Um, I, I guess initially one of the things I just, it, it's really fascinating to me is just the, the invitation to kind of be brought in on someone else's life and to learn about their life and their experiences and maybe how they have moved through the world. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And, and so, I, I mean, there's there's many kind of steps, I think, to therapy, but just kind of having someone invite you in and kind of disclose a lot of those things, I think, is kind of a really interesting and um, intimate kind of share, I guess, between two people. And I, and I enjoy that. I like that kind of connection and that kind of invite into their world, I guess. Yeah, it's a pretty rare thing in life, I think, to... Um you know, most of us, I feel like with most of our interactions and relationships in life, they're not super deep, right? You, mm-hmm. you chit chat about the big game with your coworkers and you talk to the chat about the weather with the barista at Starbucks and maybe occasionally with family members and friends, you kind of go deep, but even there you spend a lot of your time on sort of the surface level yeah, or, or at least kind of semi-surface. Yeah. Kind of, you get moderate into some stuff. Um, yeah. But as a therapist, Every single day for, you know, five, six hours a day, at least, you're going pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, you're really discussing, you know, how people think and how people feel and how they reacted and even even moments where they reacted where they're shameful, which they're probably not telling anybody else, you know, mm-hmm. where they're sharing like, oh, I did this thing again that I'm struggling with and here's how it happened. And I mean, there, there's just a real honesty and I guess depth of conversation that happens in therapy that isn't real common outside of therapy. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I, and I just really like kind of being invited into that. That's a really, I think it's a really cool thing, a really trusting thing for our patients, I think. But um, I mean, uh, for them to know that, that most of their therapists are probably, uh, or, or um, sorry, for our patients and for any listeners, I mean, it's, it's probably a good thing to kind of know that your therapist probably is grateful for that opportunity to kind of, be led into their to your life a little bit so i oh, yeah. hopefully they don't take that for granted because i know mm-hmm. probably you and i don't um i try and tell people that every time after i well not at, not every day but after i have an intake with someone new mm. i try and like mention you know i, I really appreciate it like therapy is a super weird thing mm. <laughs> especially the first meeting in therapy mm-hmm. you've known me for maybe 45 minutes and you've just spilled all the like deepest most painful parts of your life right to me like that that's crazy mm-hmm. like that, that mm-hmm. takes a lot and so doing that in a way that's both kind of genuine and heartfelt but also puts that spin on it like this is a really gnarly thing yeah like it's okay <laughs> for us both to appreciate how yeah. odd this is and but to, how impressive too. yeah to accept it and, and move through but every once in a while if you get a little twinge of well, this is weird to share with someone it's okay mm-hmm. yeah it's totally fine um yeah because you do get to to share um, parts of people's lives they just don't 
normally share with other people. So the depth, right? Being a therapist allows for you to really go into a lot of depth with people. But <laughs> does it does it bother you that you don't go into any depth about yourself? Mm. Right? Because it's, it's a one-sided... Say you have a really good friend and you guys have great conversations, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That it's Presumably that the amount of depth that's happening there is about 50-50, right? Between, yeah. between the two of you. Yeah, but therapy is weird in, in that it's they're going really deep with personal stuff. And, and you're maybe, you're talking in a way that's serious and deep and whatever, mm-hmm. but the content is always their stuff, not yours. Yeah, yeah. And, and you rarely, rarely share, share much on your side. I, sometimes I'll model a, a thinking process or I'll kind of say, well, there was, there was a time I was in a similar situation, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's rarely about you. It's kind of you guys trying to kind of, um, navigate some issue together and, and, and sometimes something might come up. But no, I don't think I feel frustrated that I'm not able to just talk yeah. about myself endlessly. In, <laughs> in fact, I think I'm kind of bad at that anyway. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I, I actually, I kind of like it. I find it's like sort of liberating <laughs> in a way. It's a little comfortable for, <laughs> yeah, it's better <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, well, it's just, it's, it's easier to be helpful because you're not managing you don't have to man. You're not managing your own stuff mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. right? You get to focus exclusively on whatever on they want to work yeah. on and whatever. But it is a. Weir- I think a lot of clients wonder that they always, uh, not always, they will often ask me about that, like mm. the weirdness of the relationship that it's. Yeah, they open up a lot about a lot a lot of stuff, and we we talk in a serious way, but um, we don't open up about. Yeah. Our stuff. That's interesting because there's usually a point in therapy too where they they ask you questions about yourself. I think mm-hmm. naturally they just get curious and they want to know. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. So it's interesting. And maybe that's that effort to kind of balance out the relationship a little mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I, I think some people feel badly that because in, in general in a rela- in a conversation in a relationship, if you're somewhat conscientious you're going to be attuned to, oh, like I've been kind of manipulating the, I've been um, dominating the conversation Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. haven't had a chance to talk about themselves. So Mm -hmm. I'll ask a question about them. (laughs) Right. Like that's a kind of a conscientious thing most people would do. Let me bring them into this. In therapy, I think people get, some people get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. For for us. Yeah. Well, you always get those statements of like, oh, I've just been sitting here telling you every, you know, talking forever and crying, you know, and, and it's like all of a sudden they become aware of how, vulnerable they yeah. are maybe and and, right. and how long they've been talking or which whatever. is probably a good thing that they're not thinking about that all the time that it sure. only comes up periodically Once in a while, yeah um, definitely yeah. um the other thing i really enjoy doing is just um as you get that information uh, about that person is kind of really kind of refining your hypotheses about what's going on in the situation and the more data you collect and, and more information you hear uh, your hypotheses get kind of sharper and sharper, or they should. Hmm. I think you start dialing in on, oh, okay, I think I understand um, the the ABCs of how this is working mm-hmm. or the nuts and bolts into how these hmm. um, behaviors or thoughts and patterns are kind of um, um, affecting my client. Do you think it's, is that does that enjoyment come primarily from you realizing more and more what's going on or from, observing them realizing more and more what's going on in their life. I think it's both because as you kind of refine your hypotheses, that translates into the conversation, right? If you're getting better and better at kind of figuring out uh, what their motivations are, what they were responding poorly to, what they responded well to, their strengths, weaknesses, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you kind of get a better case conceptualization about what's going on, I think that just translates into, into, into helping them understand themselves well, right? And that's also fun to see. Right. So I think it's maybe a similar process mm-hmm. or a related process. Yeah, I'd say for me it's about it's about 70-30. Like I, I definitely enjoy figu- like solving the puzzle a little bit more personally. Do you? Yeah. It, yeah. That's the 70% No, that's the 30. Oh, okay. I think it's much, it's more enjoyable to see other people come to uh, realizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that, so you're getting ahead of me though. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I do, so, so you enjoy the refinement of the, and development of hypotheses too. 30%. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would say I enjoy the result of that. Like I like, oh, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. that, I like I mean, I like helping people, but I I like seeing them come to a new realization yeah. of things, like learn something new about to themselves. Me to me, I think it's just so satisfying to kind of create a hypothesis, and then you're running your own little hypotheses, right? Because you you assign a homework assignment or something, something comes up that they're going to do, and you kind of in your head go, okay, I'm going to predict X, Y, and Z sure. of this situation. And when they come back and they say X, Y, and Z happened, you're like, oh, okay, I'm on it. Like I, I mm-hmm. think I'm I think my I think I'm getting this dialed in right. and, and that's just so satisfying to be like, okay, I, I think I'm zeroing in on that. It just, it's, it's just good feedback to kind of say you're doing a good job mm-hmm. of what you're doing, I think. But I think it's more, for me, it's more personally satisfying. It's more fun when I observe them doing that. Oh, by far. Right? By far. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that's actually my, my next one is, is I call it the head tilt that happens in therapy <laughs> when, when they get this like moment where they're just like, Oh, and you can, you can just see that moment almost where they see a different angle or they've kind of, um, experienced a different result from a behavior they're trying out, Mm -hmm. but there's this weird, interesting kind of realization that they get. Um, and it doesn't always result in the head tilt, but often enough, there is kind of this interesting kind of like, Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I I see what, what's going on. Something clicks. And when that clicks and they're able to kind of, um, verbalize to you what they're learning and what they're understanding, man, that's, that's kind of what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool thing to see someone just gain a different understanding of, of a situation or a behavior or a thought pattern or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're, that's what you like the 70% of? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. My other, my other favorite moment, um, comes, um, kind of towards the end of therapy when they're really good at what they're doing. And they're, you know, with whatever issue they've had, you know, okay. they're, they're kind of towards the end of treatment there. They've got that skill or that new pattern dialed in pretty well. And it's becoming more second nature than, than effortful. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're able to kind of come in and recount an event and they talk about it in terms um, that are new to them and or newer to them and that they're really getting good at um, kind of formalizing that new uh, I'll call it a skill. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to kind of remember what they sounded like before they came in or, or when they first came in and then now what they sound like in their description of their life and yeah, how things are going. Yeah. To me, that's actually more satisfying. So it's nice that the, the head tilt and the like them coming to an understanding mm-hmm. is, is nice. Like that's cool when that happens. It's like stage one. Yeah. yeah. But the way bigger part and one, I mean, one of my favorite, maybe the most satisfying parts of therapy is not just seeing people understand things differently or even not just seeing people feel better, mm-hmm. 
but seeing people do things differently Mm -hmm. in their life. Mm -hmm. Mostly, and mostly it looks like seeing people's life kind of open back up again. Mm -hmm. So one of the things across any sort of issue that people have that brings people into therapy, one of the things that often happens as a result is your life sort of narrows down. Like the more stress you have, the more you kind of tense up or the so more you both avoiding or, literally yeah. and mm-hmm. metaphorically mm-hmm. yeah so the an example would be if you have a spider phobia right you're terrified of spiders right first you start you, you don't go to the woodshed anymore you don't go out to the woodshed then you kind of start avoiding the garage and then you start avoiding any place that has low-hanging rafters and and actually that that sound you know like your life can literally start to shrink like yeah. the, the number of places you can go yeah really starts to diminish you, you and go so to the restroom and you're staring at the air vent you know, like, yeah. oh my God, what if? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so physically your life um, shrinks, but then yeah. also mentally, all your resources are put into this one sort of channel mm-hmm. and you don't have mental energy and attention to put towards other things. And so w- one of my markers of progress in therapy is when I see and hear back from clients that their their life is like opening back up again, mm. you know, when they're, when they're traveling. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, hey, I saw a spider yeah. the other day. Eh, whatever. It was fine. I just no. hopped on a plane to Denver to see my son because yeah. I wanted to. Didn't worry I didn't about have it. to. It was just a, I wanted to do it. Right. My yeah. fear of flying. I mean, yeah, it's nice I'm not anxious when I fly anymore, but what's more important is that I get to go visit my son whenever I want to mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not held back from that. Yeah. And that's that's just Yeah, the limits cool that were on my life before have been kind of removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and of course along the way there are challenges and disruptions and things like that that, that can be fun to kind of overcome, I think. Um, but I think that those are kind of the general stages of therapy that I really enjoy, that kind of initial sharing and, and, and kind of repertoire building, um, building those hypotheses and refining them, uh, seeing them start to understand that, that different conceptualization or that different way of thinking or behaving, and then really seeing them practiced and sharp on those new mm-hmm. skills. Those, those are kind of my favorite yeah. parts of therapy, I think. Mm. Yeah. I got a much more, um, a bunch more? mundane one. Oh. No, not a bunch more. Oh, I got okay. another one that's not nearly as grand as any of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty comprehensive. I was going to say, if you have a lot more, <laughs> they're probably worthless. I really like, um, in speaking of enjoyment, this remember this is our favorite, what we enjoy about the therapy process. Mm-hmm. I love inside jokes and therapy. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about, uh, yeah, about therapy and getting to know someone yeah. and working with them. Yeah. But you often develop a lot of really fun inside jokes. Mm-hmm. I have this client who's a, um, I grew up in Northern California, so I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, mm-hmm. baseball. He grew up in Southern California, so he's a LA Dodgers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know anything about baseball, like those two sets of teams and fans do Fierce. not really, Fierce, right. yeah, a lot of animosity. Um, but we, we crack Giants-Dodgers jokes all the time really? with each other and make obscure, weird references. And yeah. um, and it's just fun. You know, like that's a... Uh, yeah, that is true. Like different phrases that come up that become yeah. kind of... Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I mention that because, yeah, it's nice. It's fun for me. But I think that's actually something... That's the kind of thing that I wish more people knew about therapy. Like therapy what, is not super serious and like... Mm hard work all the time and like painfully dredging up different I mean that stuff does happen but like sometimes it's fun and lighthearted yeah too and that's in like 
therapists enjoy therapists you know therapy can feel like work sometimes to a therapist and to a client sure but oftentimes it's super fun it's too. not that yeah it's, it's not that enjoyable sometimes. yeah, yeah. Um, what is it you think you like about the inside joke so much is this a deep question are you, are you probing for something well, i'm just curious <laughs> Um, I think it's a good counterpoint to the intensity of therapy. Uh, therapy is pretty intense. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the subject matter is intense. The, the work involved is pretty intense. So it's um, nice to share those things as, as well. Yeah. Even the quality of the relationship is very intense. Yeah. In a lot yeah. of ways. So it's that levity is really nice too. It's, it's almost like, um, like in any kind of serious drama or, or story, you, you, there's often comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's, mm-hmm. People build in comic relief for a reason. Sure. Like, <laughs> even in a drama, like you need some stuff that's funny and lighthearted. Right? Every once in a while. Yeah. 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 Very um, true. So anyway, I think I, that's a good point. I like that, but I think that was just, it's, I wanted to kind of throw that out there because I, I think that's something more people need well, to. If you look at like research oh. about humor, um, it's an affiliative kind of um, exercise, right? I mean, when you laugh, it's, it is kind of, you laugh sometimes to say, hey, we both get that. We mm-hmm. both understand each other. Yeah, facilitates bonding. Yeah, and yeah, intimacy. yeah. So I wondered if that was kind of like, ah, when you have those inside jokes, it's a good sign that you're you're in a good position with that person. And yeah. I usually don't think about it too much in terms of its therapeutic utility. Um, you need to think more. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> well, damn it. I'm, I'm constantly thinking. I mean, I'm sure it's that's so part of it. It's so unfair that you're not thinking about these. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Yeah, so inside jokes. It's a fun little part of therapy. Okay. Um, another one, uh, my last one here, which is incredibly selfish. Um, but I actually, I learn a lot from my clients mm-hmm. and our work in therapy that I apply to my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, a really big example is, I, so um, therapy is utilized much more often by women than men. It's just a... Mm-hmm. fact it's you know more women come to therapy than men sure so i get to hear a lot about things husbands are doing wrong <laughs> <laughs> a lot right? a lot yeah. i get to hear a lot and some of it is frankly complaining we all complain about our spouses sometimes mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. normal it's fine it's not a big deal but a, a lot of what i hear is like some really legitimate yeah. um criticisms and complaints and yeah. things that husbands do that most husbands maybe are not really aware that they're doing um, that are really uh, hurtful or problematic or sure or just difficult for their for their wives or for their spouses or whatever mm-hmm. um, and so I, I feel like I I secretly like benefit individually from my work with clients because it forces me to stay aware of all these things and then to try and be mindful to, of them in my own life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, definitely. Like I, I remember a, a specific example. of This is a client who was talking about how her, her, and, and she she felt bad about this, um, but she she felt she was always disappointed when her husband would come home from work, walk through the door, and immediately go play with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, on the one hand, she was like, I, I mean, I love it that my husband wants to play with the kids. Like, I think it's great. Yeah. He's involved, and he clearly misses them, and it's, it's awesome. But I feel bad because, like. I would lo- I want some attention right off the bat too. Like I would love if he would come over and just give me a kiss and say hi. And it's not like he has to spend half an hour in a big discussion with me. Yeah. Um, but then I, but it's, I, I feel bad for wanting that cause he's doing something good. He's playing with the kids. Um, am I just being selfish or attention seeking? And, 
Um, and we got into all cards. No, that's totally normal and reasonable and that's fine. And there's lots some good assertiveness we can do around asking for that. And, but that's the kind of thing that like the, the husband's, he's not a bad guy. Sure, right. No, no he, problem. He's not conscious yeah. of doing something. Wrong. But those are like the little things that I feel like, especially in a relationship, add up. And I feel like I have this pretty huge, like this nice advantage, which is I get to hear about all those little things and then hopefully try and be a little bit more aware of them in my own life and like use those. Sure, capitalize on that. Yeah. yeah. So like I, tr- I usually kind of like try insider and insider trading, a, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I, I think that purely selfishly, I think that's one of the things I enjoy, uh, or find, uh, yeah, helpful about my work as a therapist is. I, I would agree. And, and, and even, even as a father, I'm sure you probably oh, hear yeah. some things that you're right. like, Ooh, yeah, note to self. Uh-huh. You know? Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Info. Yeah. Cause you're constantly thinking, even though I'm not a super, I don't know, psychodynamically oriented therapist. Um, you still think, you still end up thinking a lot about how did someone's childhood or early mm-hmm. formative years mm-hmm. affect the way they think and act sure. now in the present, right? Sure. And it's hard for me. It's it's hard to think about that with other clients and not think about, well, yeah, how am I doing that with my daughters? Yeah, right. Like, what is my approach to? And what's cool about that is you often hear the missteps that are. Um, well, sometimes the missteps aren't purposeful, right? Right. Someone does something oh, yeah. that they Often. inadvertently, you know, kind of, and, and so that's nice to hear too, the, the kind of like, ooh, watch out for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, interesting. Those are good ones. You have another one? Nope, that's it. That was it. I, I, I have tremendous, um, I think, reverence for therapy. I mean, I, I know um, it's not always perfect. It doesn't, you know, always kind of cure everything, but I, I think there's, it's just such an, it's such an important part of a lot of people's lives, I think. And, 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 and a weird opportunity to really explore yourself in a way that you just don't get an opportunity to do, um, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too bad. It couldn't, there couldn't be something where like every kid as part of high school gets to go to like you know, five sessions of therapy mm. just to see what it's like, mm-hmm. just to know that like, this is an option, even if you don't need it. Yeah. Like th- this is what it is. This is what it's like. This is how it kind of operates and how it could be helpful. Yeah. So that later on, y- it's not this big, like, Ooh, therapy. Yeah. It removes a lot of the stigma like, or the mystery. Or, yeah. How many yeah. people could get ahead of so many problems if they got into some therapy early and, um, I totally because agree. it was demystified. Well, a lot of a lot of times therapy is where clients kind of learn about emotion for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and how their emotions really work and what do they mean and how does this it, it's it's we don't even get a basic education mm-hmm. on how our bodies work sometimes. So, it's interesting. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.